just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Dan Campbell. Listen up, guys. You know, I love how you fight. We're going to keep, we're going to play to win every week. Played for OT when he had the ball. Get this. First and 10 at the 50. Down three. First and 10 at the 50. Down three with one minute and 44 seconds. And three timeouts. Are you fucking kidding me? This is the ZabeCast. From the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, to the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. You got 30 minutes for some honest conversation about sports, life, and more? Well, good. Buckle up and let's go! Here we go! Monday, September 18, 2023. Thank you for downloading. It is just you and me today. Solo ride due to travel considerations. I was coming back from Philly on Sunday morning, uh, having spent half a weekend up there with my wonderful in-laws. 
Uh, Todd, who knows just enough about sports to be dangerous, who stayed up late with me, but separately to watch the entirety of the Colorado-Colorado State game, which deserves its own time and space and breathing room, and you're not going to get it today on this podcast. I know you're going to be like, what? How dare you? It's because I got all this NFL to talk about, plus some other stuff that I recorded earlier in the day. Excuse me for putting half of the podcast in the can. So he was outside watching in his cabana on a cool early autumn evening. I was inside and said, I'm going to bed, I'm going to bed, I'm going to bed. Because, you know, the game ended damn near 2 a.m. East Coast time. And I couldn't stop watching. So I'm like, well, I'm in for a dime, in for a dollar. Stayed up until the very end to watch it all. And I didn't know quite for sure had he gone to bed, did I not notice it? And then as soon as the game was over, I see him come staggering in from outside by his pool under the cabana with a big dumb smile on his face. Big Colorado fan. He went to Colorado years ago, said we were last good 30 years ago. You got to give me this. This is amazing what's going on right now. And I said, yeah, it sure is. Lots to talk about in that regard. We'll do it with Andy tomorrow, not today. Okay. So travel back from Philly on Sunday morning where I listened to the most boring I mean, the most mind-numbingly boring of sports radio on either the Fanatic or WIP because the Eagles are 2-0. They've got a loaded team. They've got a great roster. They've built it right. Jalen Hurts is great. Uh, Nobody can stop the push play, which maybe they should have outlawed, maybe not. And so there's not much to really pick at. (laughs) Sports radio is not good when a team is really good, and you're like, they're like, well, I don't know, Hassan Reddick. He's only got one tackle so far. What the hell's going on there? Guy had like 20 sacks last year. All right, maybe you're starting slow. It's really just nitpicking around the edges so far of this team that's 2-0. So I listened to that for three hours driving down. Got down, watched the Packer game and the 1 o'clock games. Had my wife drive me down to the airport, uh, National Airport. Got on the plane, watched some games on the plane. Fell asleep right before the Russell Wilson Hail Mary I swear to God, I had a two-TV setup on Southwest where my phone had the Commanders-Broncos game and the headphones were feeding me my iPad with Football Night in America. So that's what I was listening to. And I was getting tired. I had to take an airplane nap. And I fell asleep. And that was and it was literally one play. They were down to two seconds. Russell Wilson's running around. I'm like, throw a Hail Mary from that distance and what's going to get caught and then you're going to get a two-point conversion. I was awoken by Maria Taylor on Football Night in America saying, and now the craziest finish of all, the Broncos and Commanders. I was like, oh my God, did that really happen? But of course, they didn't convert the two-point conversion. So, landed here in Milwaukee, going to be here for a couple weeks. Packers have their home opener against the Saints on Sunday. A bunch of other stuff to do. Excited to be here. Falls glorious in the upper Midwest. Let's go. So because of that, no guest but me. Are you going to get to the sports? Okay, yes. Jeez, I'm going to get to the sports. NFL Week 2 is almost in the books. The Dolphins-Patriots game uh, is still going on. It looks like the Dolphins are just laying it to them. 17-3, your score right now. Uh, But the final score, too late for today's podcast. Vikings-Eagles, 
happened too long ago. Nobody gives a shit. And there's two games tonight, Monday night. Saints minus three at the Panthers. Browns minus two at the Steelers. If you're going to bet these games, of course, number one, bet with MyBookie. MyBookie.com. Use promo code ZABE for all of the discounts you want to unlock in special plays. And as always, as Furio said, bet with your head. No over it. And no no doubling up and tripling up to catch up. My picks completely sucked this weekend. Every time I thought there'd be a whoopsaw result, like, well, what you saw last week is now the opposite, it turned out the other way. It's like, nope, they're still good and they're still bad. Fuck. That said, week two in the NFL, let's run it down. Ravens beat the Bengals 27 to 24. First of all, the headline of the NFL right now is the inexplicable suckitude of one Joe Burrow. Highest ever quarterback contract and he couldn't suck a bigger suck if he tried. Now, he did end up with half-decent fantasy stats, like 222 yards, a couple touchdowns, and a pick. But at one point in this game against Baltimore, in the first half, he was 8 for 11 for 35 yards. 8 for 11 for 35 yards? A running back with 11 carries and 35 yards isn't doing shit, much less a quarterback, much less the highest-paid guy in the history of the league. He also hurt his calf again, allegedly. We'll know more about that today, Monday. And the Bengals are 0-2 again for the second time. But that's the headline story, no question about it. Saquon Barkley got hurt again. Giants with a wild comeback win in Arizona. Anthony Richardson, the Colts rookie, is electric and reckless and broken already. Zach Wilson probably ain't it. Russell Wilson ain't it either. And I think the last holdouts on Justin Fields not being it as well, are starting to finally, finally see the light. Ravens 27, Bengals 24, Lamar Jackson MVP. Lamar, he was throwing dimes out there. Zay Flowers caught a nice touchdown. Nelson Aguilar, he of the bad hands, Nelson Aguilar. Still the greatest promo ever. Unlike that Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Burrow finished with 222, two over one, but still just was not right. And like I said, Bengals are 0-2. Burrow could have, re, uh, could have rewonked his calf. Could be a really rough year for the Bengals if they don't get their shit together. Also, Odell Beckham Jr. hurt his ankle, did not return to the game. Ravens are 2-0. Chiefs beat the Jaguars or Jaguars, depending on how you say it. The Chiefs are not just Mahomes and a bunch of razzmatazz. They're a bona fide, legit, full-blown team. Maybe I should have been... I was dumb for shorting them. It helped, though, that Chris Jones was back. He was dominant. It helped that... Uh, Travis Kelsey was back, had a touchdown. Ian Eagle had a sweet T-swizzle line in there, but he found some blank space. <laughs> and uh, the league apparently started to decide, decided to start calling false starts on right tackle Jawan Taylor, the former Jaguar, who had a terrible, I mean awful, no good, rotten homecoming to Jacksonville. Five penalties, couple false starts, couple holdings, a procedure penalty. He completely sucked. Kadarius Toney, better than last week. Then again, it would be impossible to be worse. Did have a fumble, but recovered it. And the Jaguars have now beaten, uh, the Chiefs have now beaten the Jaguars three times in 10 months. That would be pretty much ownership. Tampa over Chicago, 27 to 17. Bears have lost a franchise record 12 in a row dating back to last year. Chase Claypool's been warned. You better pick it up or else you could be shipped out or cut. He apparently apologized to the team for his piss-poor effort last week. Uh, 
Matt Eberflus took over defensive play calling. That didn't do much of a difference. Uh, Their D coordinator, Alan Williams, was on a personal leave. Fields was sacked six times, picked twice, including the pick six, with the game on the line, down just three, with two minutes to go. I mean, how long do the... Do the Justin Fields apologists hang out? Who will be the last one to finally come out of the tunnel with their hands up and surrender like the Japanese on Okinawa? He stinks. Bears now headed to Kansas City. They're going to lose there. The season can die a nice early death, 0-3, out of the gate for the Chicago Bears. Oh, yeah, big Mike Evans, still pretty good. Six catches, a buck 71, and a touchdown. The Bills are not dead yet. Terrible week one, big bounce back. They route the Raiders 38-10. to Josh Allen, well, well, well. There's the guy we knew you could be. He said he deleted all of his social media. Didn't watch anything online all week long because he knew people would be ripping his ass. Said he watched so many poker videos on YouTube, he could probably be in the World Series of Poker. Probably not, but he's got the money for it. And he was fantastic. 31-37. 13 straight completions out of the gate. No picks. Bills also ran the ball. Oh, what a concept. Had 183 yards on the ground, and Josh Allen only accounted for seven of those. Jimmy G looks feeble and lost, and that's on a good day, but I'm not breaking any news here. He had two picks in this game. Josh Jacobs, your reigning NFL yardage champ from last year, had, checks notes as the meme goes, minus two yards. Minus two. It is, according to Elias, the first time ever the rushing champ from last year finished with a negative yardage in a single game the following season. Wow. And by the way, I have no idea how many pinheads they employ to look this shit up or to check it, but they do. Uh, The Raiders, meanwhile, have bigger problems brewing with Chandler Jones because he's starting to tweet up a hot mess about Oh, my God, foster kids and sexual abuse and a brewing dispute with Mark Davis. I couldn't make heads or tails of it. I read it, and I go, whoa, this looks bad. And it does not look like the kind of thing you want to be airing out on social media, but, well, here we are. Jones was inactive for the second straight game. Incredible comebacks for the Giants and Commanders. We'll start with Washington. The Commanders rallied to beat Denver 35-33 after the Broncos were all Bronco country, let's ride. Up 21-3, to and then it all changed. It all changed with Logan Thomas, tight end for the Commanders, got completely headhunted, jacked up by Justin Jackson of the Broncos. Total cheap shot, missile hit, launching helmet to chin to good night spot right at the goal line. This is a guy in Jackson who got fined last week for 15 grand. So apparently he likes to donate money to Goodell's Christmas party fund. I'm sure that's where all the fine money goes. And there's going to be more of that coming because he's probably going to get suspended. You should lay low for a while, Justin Jackson, because, yeah, you killed him. You you don't understand this is not how the NFL allows you to play anymore. Russell Wilson's Hail Mary uh, was the incredible finish to the game. The two-point conversion failed. Might have been P.I. on it, but you're going to have to kill the guy to get P.I. on that kind of play. Welcome back, Chase Young. Didn't play week one because of a neck stinger for the Commanders. He was great, had a sack and a half, and was relentlessly chasing down Russell Wilson. Sam Howell continues to be a baller. Had a big touchdown pass to uh, Terry McLaurin. 
not perfect. He might be Gardner Minshew, or he might be a lot better. But, man, it makes makes Ron Rivera look even stupider last year when he had him as a rookie, not see, hey, this dude is the dude. His teammates love him. The Giants rallied to beat the Cardinals 31-28 your final. The G-Men were down 20 to nothing at one point, which means they started the season 60 to nothing out of the gate on the wrong end of it. And that's not even close to the NFL record. I think I saw the NFL record was at least 20 to 25 points more than that to start a season. Uh, they came roaring back behind who? The much reviled, often mocked, Nice guy, wears a sweater and parts his hair, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones may look like a nerd, and he may infuriate you with shit play from time to time, but then every now and then he activates baller mode, and you're like, okay, this is great. Could you do this all the time? And the answer is he can't. But when he does, it's something to behold. He was 26-37, ran for a touchdown, engineered the largest comeback in Giants history since 1949. Pretty good there. The Cardinals completely suck. Uh, the race for Caleb Williams is on if he doesn't decide to go back to school to avoid the draft, which I don't think he'll do. Seahawks beat the Lions 37-31 in overtime. And, of course, the Lions ski mask stunt that C.J. Gardner-Johnson said, let's do this. Everyone come to the game wearing blue ski masks. Uh, has already blown up in their face because who was wearing the ski mask in their locker room while celebrating? That's right, the Seahawks. <laughs> More explicable was tough guy Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Listen up, guys. I love how you fight. We're going to keep, we're going to play to win every week. Played for OT when he had the ball. Get this. First and 10 at the 50. Down three. First and 10 at the 50. Down three with one minute and 44 seconds and three timeouts. Are you fucking kidding me? Pardon my French. They had to settle for a 38-yard field goal at the end of regulation. And then in OT, they got, well, they got got. And more importantly, after a shitty week one, guess who had a great week? My friend, Geno Smith. And guess who found me the soundbite? My friend, Steve Solomon. I knew he had it. I knew he had it. I knew he had it. This is my friend, Geno Smith. Come on now. My friend, Geno Smith. <laughs> I love it. My friend, Geno Smith. I don't know why that is uh, fading up on the front end here. Hold on a second. I'm just getting my connections uh, situated. This is better right here. This is my friend, Geno Smith. Okay, I was a little bit loud right there. Okay. Um, Seahawks 37, Lions 31. First and 10 of the 50. Uh, Campbell said afterwards, I did not want to give the ball back. Some confidence in your quarterback. Jared Goff had come into the game with an INT-less streak. Hope I said that right. Uh, He had gone 300 and some odd passes without a pick. He was threatening the record, which I think is a pretty cool record. Rodgers owns it with 402 straight passes without a pick. Brady is second at 399. If you're in that company, you know that's a good stat right there. Rodgers is one, Brady is two. Goff ended his streak at 383 
with a pick six. Of course, a pick six in the fourth quarter. That rattled Dan Campbell's confidence. And it's funny because one week, one win on Thursday night, and all the pregame shows yesterday were doing what? Fluff pieces on Jared Goff in Detroit. Jared Goff, he's finding a new home in Detroit. <laughs> Ian's T-streak is gone. Throws a pick six in the fourth. Coach loses confidence. Plays like a complete pussy. And they get beaten overtime. Why? God hates a coward. And so does the football gods as well. Niners 30, Rams 23. Uh, your final. Sean McVay could... And I'm stressing could. I've got no firm information on this. He could be in the controlled grip of a Russian gambling syndicate. I'm not certain about this. But how do you explain him kicking a field goal down 10 with four? Four seconds left. Spread was Niners minus nine and a half. I know you're like, well, you got to do what you can. You know, kick it. Onside kick. Two-second onside kick kick then we could maybe uh throw a hail mary yeah or he's in the grips of a russian gambling syndicate one of the weirdest decisions ever at the end of games uh the niners actually trailed in this game 17 10 at one point but it was too much purdy again no picks for him the brock party continues too much mccaffrey was awesome too much debo and the niners go to two and oh the cowboys crumple up shrimpy mctryhard the MILF hunter, Zach Wilson, the Jets, 30-10, to 10, an easy win. They cover the 9.5, whatever the number was. I should have bet this for the legal limit. Fuck. It's a sure thing. I feel like Tony Soprano. Come on, Carmella. Micah Parsons did what Micah Parsons does. Micah Parsons does. He runs roughshod through everybody. And he was having his way with a little rag doll known as Zach Wilson. Two sacks, four hits, forced fumble. Dak was great. He only missed seven throws in the game. A lot of them were sort of game manager throws, but still. CeeDee Lamb at 11 catches. That's a career high. Cowboys are 2-0. and And it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting year down in Dallas because they got a good fucking defense, a world-class defense that will be able to carry them. Titans beat the Chargers in overtime 27-24. It was Nick Folk. In the conservatory with the ball peen hammer in the rain with your overtime winning field goal. It also might be time to fire Brandon Staley. They had an 11-point lead in this game. The Chargers did. I didn't watch the game, so I don't know how it fell apart. Don't know what the key plays were. But it is now the fifth double-digit loss for Brandon Staley since 2021. That's second most in the league. And at this point, they're too talented, the Chargers are, to be losing these games. No Austin Eckler in this game, but they did have Joey Bosa. Chargers could not run the ball for love or money. Titans win the game 27-24. Colts over the Texans, 31-20. Anthony Richardson got concussed on his second touchdown run. That left Gardner Minshew to come in, and he was great. 23 throws, only missed four. Stroud for the Texans in the big fantasy game. No picks, a lot of yards, but lost uh, the game anyway. It was the youngest matchup of quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks in NFL history between Richardson and Stroud. The Falcons beat the Packers 25-24. What can you say? The Falcons, the Packers had their chances. They were leading 24-12 in the fourth. They had three drives. They went all nowhere. 
And then Arthur Smith, I mean, this dude's a trip. Look at this guy on the sidelines. His look. It's a terrible mustache, but the guy's got balls the size of church bells. He's got like a 40-yard field goal indoors with Young Wei Koo, who had missed an extra point in the game, but that is not here nor there. Had a 40-yard field goal in his back pocket with about two minutes to go to at least take the lead in the game. He's down two. Okay, Down two, he could have taken the lead with a field goal. Most coaches on fourth and one, which is what they're facing, fourth and one, with a under 45-yard field goal, take the field goal all day, every day to take the lead. Not Arthur Smith and his bad mustache and his big old balls the size of church bells. Toss sweep to Bijan Robinson. Toss sweep. So you're starting a good five, six yards behind the line of scrimmage on fourth and one, but Bijan is so fucking good. I mean, watching him the whole game, I'm like, yep, now I know. I know, I know, I know, I know. Should have watched him closer in college, but he is legit. I believe Jonathan Vilma on the broadcast made a comp to uh, Frank Gore, and I go, oh, I see that. I like that comp a lot. He was great, 124 yards. Uh, That big fourth down was it. Packers did not have Christian Watson for the second straight week with a hamstring. Aaron Jones with a hamstring. Bakhtiari did not play either because he's old and his knee is cranky or this is some sort of protest about artificial turf. We're going to have to hear more and more from Bakhtiari himself, but a lot of Packer fans are not quite right with this. Jordan Love is good. No picks in this game. Still is under 60% completions, but Packers defense soft when it mattered the most. Uh, playing 10 yards off Bijan on a third down slant with a linebacker, and you're like, Joe Barry, what are you doing exactly? Can you explain what you're doing? Because I don't understand it. And I believe that leaves, that's, that's it. That's all the games. I've run through all the games. Like I said, Dolphins-Patriots, too late for this podcast, and two games on Monday night, Saints minus three at the Panthers, Browns minus two at the Steelers. <sighs> Let's take a break. When I come back, not we, when I come back, I will give you a nice potpourri of odds and ends, a lot of listener feedback from last week's shows, and a thought on why 0-3 is the playoff death blow, statistically speaking, that it is in the NFL, in the wild card era. That's next. You're listening to the Zabecast. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding 
bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is time for some listener feedback here on the ZabeCast. You can always send me your emails at zabe at yahoo.com. They come right to me. I do read them all. I respond to many, although not every single one. So if I don't respond via email, it might be read here. Or I read it. I thank you for it. But, you know, everyone's got a bandwidth limitation on their days. This one from Howard Kit Carson. Zabe, regarding your can't we build a new Vegas that is as fun and not so overblown and overhyped and overpriced as what Vegas has become, I got your answer. Nashville. Nashville is the new Vegas. It's spectacular. I've heard that. I've never been. 
I know. It's a glaring hole in my resume. It's as bad of a travel hole in my resume as Major League is in my movie resume. And I do want to scratch that itch, but I've got to put together a trip and a reason and a time. And well, you know, you're a working guy. You're working stiff. You got a family, a mortgage, a couple kids, college payments. Hey, what are you going to do? Then there's this Sean Davis. Save. I think you've got it backwards with all due respect with how you're doing your looking live. Okay. How? He says, you're telling us where we're going next, i.e., now to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome or the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. And then you play the Brent bite. Shouldn't it be the other way around? He's right, as a matter of fact. I realize I have been doing it wrong, and I will fix it. Thank you. That's the kind of good, keep me honest feedback I really appreciate. P.S., thank you for sticking with the A-Team every Friday for us subscribers. Scott and Solly, the best. Also, where you at, what you hauling? This might be a dumb question. Dumb ways to die. Daily Zabe. Bring them all back on Fridays, is what I say. Okay, maybe we'll bring back some classics. Joe Buchanan emails me to say regarding the Vince McMahon sale to Endeavor, Zabe, the $111 million payout is just a dividend on the sale. He still has $2.9 billion worth of shares of the new company. So no, he did not sell WWE for a mere $111 million. I, I didn't think that could be the case. But the way some of the tweets and some of the reporting was being positioned, it made it look that way because they said Vince McMahon bought the WWF at the time for a million dollars back in whenever, I think from his father. Now he just got a dividend for 111. Well, that's still a great return on investment, but it's only a fraction of what he really has made and will continue to make on professional wrestling. Also from Joe Buchanan, He writes to say, Zabe, I can't believe you missed this when you were going through with Jay, who's a star player or not. It's in the NBA press release. (laughs) They have a list. (laughs) The new rules focus primarily on star players, someone who has been an all-star or on the all-NBA team in any of the prior one, two, three seasons. There are currently 50 players who fit into the star category. And this is one list where I bet the guys on the edges of that top 50 are like, uh, why do I have to be called a star? Because now I can't sit out as much. Jason Bailey writes to say, Steve, I too am an Andy Stan. However, today with with Charge, this was earlier in the week, obviously, on the Charge pod this week, he sounded like he could have been Andy himself. Basically, Charge said, well, whatever wrong takes that generate ratings are fine. Ha, ha, ha. I bet all your Andy haters were rolling their eyes when he said that. Andrew Graham has a lengthy email regarding technology on multiple fronts. I'll try to condense it. He starts by saying, steez. Thank you, Andy. I'm a 23-year direct TV guy, but no more because of the ticket. YouTube has all the channels I need except the local ballys, but honestly, I'm not missing baseball too much. It's not my jam. I hate, however, that YouTube does not have channels to type in by number and to quickly navigate. I have no idea 
why they can't have a more complex remote where punching in numbers is an option. I agree completely. I don't know if anyone's made a third-party remote. It, obviously, the engineers and the marketers and the software people at YouTube and YouTube TV have said, nope, this is the way we want people using our service. The old punch in a number for a channel. Mm. First of all, the reason I think part of it, you can't punch in numbers for a channel is that on YouTube TV, you can arrange your own channels in a certain order on your live grid. I think, not totally sure. I'm new to the service myself, but I too am growing on it. He says they do a pretty good job of guessing what you'll be watching and create quick clicks for that. You can also hide home shopping network and all that other shit that you don't really need. The added struggle is worth the $200 extra a month for essentially the same 12 channels we all watch instead of cable or satellite. Now to Apple. With their new rollout of the iPhone, by the way, I've ordered mine. Should be coming in mid-November. I'm excited for it. Although, I haven't heard as much glory about the specs of the new camera as I was hoping to hear. And until my photo nerds and video videographer nerds on YouTube get to dig into it, get their hands on these phones, then we'll really know the deal. He says, I find myself perplexed once again that of all the improvements, quote, improvements, you know, new charging port, one gram less of weight, other marginal improvements here, there, and everywhere else. I find it unacceptable, says Andrew Graham, that Apple has yet to make a standalone product. Their devices cannot function properly without a case and a high-quality case at that. And without a case, the burden is entirely on the user to never drop an object that is constantly in their hand and being pulled from and reinserted into people's pockets. Apple selling us a phone with no case is akin to Toyota charging more money for seatbelts and doors. You got a point. Kinda. They were bragging in the Apple release about, ooh, look at the titanium. They got the close-ups on the titanium. They got the elaborate, you know, videos of what titanium looks like in its raw form. Wouldn't you like to feel the titanium? I'm never going to feel it. Never going to really see it unless I have a clear case because I do have to have a case. Now, could they make a phone that is already pre-ensconced in some kind of rubberized, edge-guarded case? I suppose. But if the edges are going to be metal and you're not going to have a rubberized or vinyl case of some sort to catch it when it falls on the corners from your hands onto the hard pavement, well, now you're going to have a beautiful titanium, high-grade, milled and dented and scratched piece of crap, which would bug me to no end. I mean, I got a little speck on the back of my MacBook Air from a little cover that I put on the MacBook itself. There was like a little grain of salt, grain of sand in there that rubbed off a spot on the back of it. It drives me crazy. I'm this close. See my fingers close together? This close to buying a new one just because of it. Anyhow, he goes on to say, I'm sure there's excuses as to why this is, but I find it the one thing that is absolutely unacceptable. Yeah, well, in for a dime, in for a dollar, in for an iPhone, in for a case. Complete fucking ripoff, but what are you going to do? Then there's this Mike Brown in Denver, Colorado. Zabe, I am not that thrilled 
with the new streaming world we are being forced into for the NFL. Because here's the steps to watch TV. One, turn on TV. Two, find the app. Three, tell them it's you watching. Four, oops, not that app. Wait a minute, let me go back. Five, go out to the homepage. Six, find the right app. Seven, tell them it's you again. Eight, find the game. Nine, select if you want to watch from the beginning or watch live. Ten, circle of hell waiting for it to load. Eleven, watch the game and hope for the circle of hell to never, ever return again. Meh, I don't like it. Mike Brown, Denver, Colorado. Thank you, Mike. Uh, you're, you're, you're not wrong. This one from Buddy Buzzard regarding playoff odds at 0-3. Zabe, I listened to you and Charge talk about playoff odds after an 0-3 start. He was, of course, dreading his beloved Vikings falling to the Eagles, which they did, and then inevitably losing in Week 3 to go 0-3, and you are bum 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 I think you're at a 3.4% historical chance since they expanded the playoffs to make it after an 0-3 start. Though I'm no mathematician, this type of conversation always annoys me. A team's record is merely a single data point in time and cannot be used mathematically to draw a firm conclusion on future events. Please see below. And he includes a chart. Yes, an 0-3 start would seemingly portend bad things with a 2% playoff probability at that point in time. However, if the team that started 0-3 went 6-3 over its next nine to even its record at 6-6, its playoff percentage at that point would rise considerably. Okay, buddy. Buzzard. If that is your real name. What I think you're missing is this. The NFL season is not a long-run simulation. It is not a long data set. It is a short-run, episodic sprint. So just like an NFL game, if it were not 60 minutes long, but if it were 120 minutes long, then falling behind 14-0 out of the gate would be far less onerous. Just like in a 17-game season, starting out 0-2 immediately puts you behind the math, so to speak, But if an NFL season was 34 games long, and I'm sure the owners want to get there, then it'd be a different situation. There's just not as much time to make it up. And sure, a team can rally to go 6-3 and over its next nine, and all of a sudden, they're now 6-6, and and their chances are much better. They expend a lot of effort. They get a lot of breaks. They soak up those breaks. So therefore, it's not like you can just say, well, this is just flipping quarters, and let me flip enough times... I'll get to the number I need to make the playoffs. Short run, episodic exercise in which if you fall behind early, the math starts to pile up against you. Also, teams press. They get panicked. They make mistakes. They start quarterbacks they shouldn't start. They change things that probably don't need changing. The players, some of them may check out mentally, don't give as much effort. Decide to take a week off because of injury because, well, we're 0-2, who cares? A lot of things can pile up in that regard. So I do still believe in the bad starts tend to be fatal in the NFL. One last thing is, yes, it's true that 0-3 starts don't necessarily portend, hey, you're going to miss the playoffs. A lot of times they just merely identify you're a bad team. How do we know? you're losing way more games than you win, and the first three you've now lost because you're you're the Texans. So we're not saying this is a future predictor. It's just a, we've identified the teams that suck. 
And it's you, you, and you. Got a play call for everybody. Oh, how we love play calls. Thank you to Robert Cardone for dialing this one up. Of course, you know, the ones I've got on my machine here, uh, the Brad Johnson play calls. Gun flip, key, three, four, zero, F, shoot, swing, on one. That looks like child's play by the comparison. Wait till you hear this one from uh, from Trevor Lawrence. All right, bubble pass right, 905, F, swing, on one. Had the two a play hey, call. Some time here, boys, this is it. Twins right orbit, lightning, X, deep seven, on one. <laughs> Uh, the Tua play call. Let me see if I can find that one real quick. Uh, I got Tua plays guitar. <laughs> I thought I had pulled this. Maybe I just played it live. Yeah, I didn't pull it. Okay. We don't need to hear Tua play guitar. Here is Trevor Lawrence in a recent play call, remembering that here is a simple play call from Brad Johnson from 1999. Flank left, gun flip. Flank left, three, four, left zero, gun flip. F shoot, swing on one. I think I've almost memorized that now after how many years of playing it. Here's Trevor Lawrence and the play call he had recently that NFL Films captured. Hey, long call. Comfy left, zoom, buster. 63, bang, Z, Maui, alert. Paradise, Z, burger, Y, rap. On one. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I heard a hamburger in there. That sounds about right. And comfy. Something about comfy. Hey, long call. Comfy left, zoom, buster. 63, bang, Z, Maui, alert, paradise, Z, burger, Y, rap, on one. And it's so funny, us fans on the couch, a play goes completely sideways and there's a complete shit show. We get all mad and we scream at our TV, what are they doing? He's an idiot. When instead we should be saying, it's a miracle any of these plays ever work, given those play calls. And I'll end on this today. They've broken tipping. Who's they? You pick your poison. You pick the people you think have done this, whether it's the restaurants or the workers or companies, whoever. But they've broken tipping. I think we've all now recently gotten more and more fed up with every single point of purchase business flipping that little uh, Apple Square card reader screen around where it says, would you like to add a tip? A gratuity is usually for service. And it is usually tied to going above and beyond what is just the bare minimum. Of course, in America, we've come to accept service at restaurants as part of a way to compensate the waiters and waitresses. And so therefore, many people just tip 20% no matter what. All day, every day, whether the food's hot or cold, fast or slow, Right order, wrong order, 20%, because we don't know whose fault it could have been. Could have been the kitchen, could have been somebody else. 20%, 20%, 20%. Where Americans now have drawn the line, or at least are increasingly drawing the line, is on th- stuff that's not service. Sir, you know, oh, we went to a, uh, went to a Cold Stone Creamery. I got to tip you now? Oh, there's a, there's a Froyo place where you go to the wall with your cup and you pull a lever yourself. <laughs> Fill it up. Oh, you want a tip? For that, here's the headline. They've broken tipping. Tipping in restaurants falls for the first time in years. Blame tip fatigue. Tipping is down from the typical 20% at sit-down restaurants, according to latest data. Full tipping at 
uh, tipping at full-service restaurants fell to 19.4% in the second quarter of 2023. That, according to online restaurant platform Toast and their most recent restaurant trends report, tip fatigue is largely to blame. During COVID, said Eric Plam, founder and CEO of the San Francisco-based startup UpTip, during COVID, he says everyone was feeling generous. The problem is that it reached a new standard that we all couldn't really live with. Adding particularly when it comes to tipping prompts at a wider range of establishments, a trend referred to as, quote, tip creep. With more opportunities to tip and predetermined point of sale options that can range between 15 to 35% for each transaction, gratuities became less and less about rewarding good service and began to feel more and more like a money grab. Now consumers are pushing back. Well, good. I don't mind per se seeing a, do you want to add a little extra for the poor teenager who's behind the counter at your local ice cream shop? I don't mind that. What offends me though is those tip amounts. When you see something outrageous, like the lowest tip amount is 18%. (laughs) Get the out of here. What? And I don't think I've ever seen 35%. But if I did, I would probably stop, look at the screen, turn it back around to the person working and say, I know you just work here. But you got to tell your bosses or whoever programs this in, see this number here, 35? This is why you're not getting any tips. Customers see this and they go, get the out of here. 35%. 35%. Why? How? For Where'd you get that number? Just a nice even number? I haven't seen it, but I'm going to be on the lookout for it now. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Solar Run today was great. NFL Week 2 is almost in the books. Two games tonight. And, of course, we're going to have a bonkers college football weekend coming up on Saturday. Maybe one of the best in years. So we are into the thick of it. As the baseball pennant races come down to it as well, it's going to be a great month and a half here as we get into the holidays. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend or two. Rate and review. It helps the algorithmic gods. And we will see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. 
Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.